Halfway home on this Tuesday. Thanks for being with us. Miller and Moulton, 99.3 ESPN, 99.3 ESPN.com, the 99.3 ESPN app. A little bit later on this hour, we'll give away $50 to Stir Crazy in the Coconut Point Mall. Dave Tillette will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. 6.30 tonight, first pitch or thereabouts. Miami Hurricanes, FGCU Eagles, little college baseball action. Canes ranked second in most polls, third in a few others. Eagles have never won at Hammond Stadium. They always play the big boys there, either Florida, Florida State, or Miami. Never won. Lost to the Canes in extra innings a couple years ago. They've beaten the Canes, they've beaten the Gators, they've beaten the Knolls. Have never done it at Hammond. But will they finally get a win in front of the home crowd? We'll have the game for you coming up 6.30. So there was a little NFL news. Sure. Came out this morning. And by a little, I mean, it's only like $10 million worth of NFL news, because that's chump change. But there are 74 platforms now to watch Thursday night football, apparently. CBS and NBC. Right. That's your over-the-air networks. They're each doing five games, and then I guess the rest are on NFL Network. Okay. Then we have Verizon, which is streaming the games for their mobile customers. If you're a mobile, if you're a Verizon customer, you can stream the Thursday night games on your Verizon phone. Oh, really? That's not just Sunday? So Verizon's Thursday too. Right. Huh. But Twitter won the streaming rights I guess for non-Verizon customers, uh, if you're a Verizon customer, I guess you could watch it. But Twitter is now in the streaming business. As of this morning. Paid $10 million, beat out Yahoo and Amazon for the streaming rights to 10 Thursday night football games. Well, and there are some that believe that this is a make-or-break thing for Twitter. That, you know, Twitter is struggling to monetize itself. I, I've got to be honest. I don't know how they make any money. I know that there's, you know, when you go on Twitter, there's occasionally you can pay for, you know, when you see in the trends, like I'm looking right now, there's a Wendy's, they've got this 444 news for their $4 meals. Right. Then it's just, it clearly says underneath promoted by Wendy's, and you get the occasional tweet uh, if, if you're on Twitter. That if you're there, you know it. If you don't, you get the occasional tweet. You follow people, you get the occasional tweet that you're not following that person. It's a, it's a promoted tweet of a of goods and services. Right, right. So hmm. that's about the only way they monetize that I can see. And so now they will have the NFL. Yahoo did it last year, right? For the one game in the London. One third, that wasn't, yeah, that yeah. wasn't aired. But that, remember, that game was not aired over the air unless you were in the Buffalo or Jacksonville market. If you lived in Buffalo or Jacksonville, you watched the game on CBS. On CBS. But the rest of us had to watch it on Yahoo.com. It's definitely a make or break. But I don't know. Now, the media world went nuts 
this morning. I mean, two hours of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, it stopped the national championship talk from last night. Now, we've talked about this before, that sports makes up a little over 1% of the programming that is on television, and it makes up up to 50% of what gets discussed on Twitter. So sports on Twitter is a big deal, a disproportionate big deal. Yes. So when the NFL announces they're going to be streaming through Twitter, you know, the media, which communicates with each other on Twitter, you know, went. Now, to give you an idea of the number of people, for the Yahoo London game, averaged 2.36 million viewers per minute. So at any given time, there was 2.36 million people watching Jags Buffalo on Yahoo. Because they're already talking that Twitter, and no one cares about this, but they're going to have to outsource a lot of this. They don't have the wherewithal to do the back-end IT work that is necessary to have the bandwidth to get millions of people to watch a stream at the same time. It would shut them down. So they're going to have to kind of outsource this. But what's funny is that the media world went nuts. Crazy. This morning, the people that matter, which are not media, even though they think that they do. Is this the stock market? Bingo. You know where the money is. Right. Twitter opened this morning at $17.59. I'm guessing it went down. Slightly. Basically didn't do a damn thing. I mean, it was that it fell uh, with this article that I'm reading from International Business Times. It was put out at one thirty, and Twitter was at $17 at that point. So it went down 59 cents. Yeah. About 3%. But this did nothing. Well, this gets to the whole discussion of, you know, how much of our sports are we going to keep and watch more of not on what they used to call the boob tube? Well, how much, how much of it are, are we going to on our phones? Well, and not so much on your phones, David. It's still on your televisions because now the new TVs are all smart TVs. I can access Twitter. From my 70 inch for, uh, Vizio television at any time that I want to. Two buttons and I'm on it. I mean, I watched several of your FGCU broadcasts on my television. I don't watch them on my phone. I watch them on my TV. Whether it's Apple TV, Hula, all these things that are out there to get to that, or if you just have a smart TV and can access uh, the internet that way. So, but I'm wondering, especially in this case, in theory, if you're home, aren't you watching these games on CBS or NBC? Or That's why I'm wondering, in this particular case, how many people are going to be taking it from a small screen and putting it on a big screen? Because the game's already on a big screen. Like in what you're talking about, the FGCU broadcast on ESPN3, that's, you know, that's the only way you can access it. So then it's a matter of you making the screen as big as you can. No, what it means, David, is that... If this works, that the people like Twitter, I mean, it, it, what the question you're really asking is how long before the Twitters, the Yahoos, um, whatever else is out there replace the CBS and the NBC for broadcast rights? That's to me what we're finding out. I think with the NFL, something you don't have markets when you stream it. 
it's streamed. There's no caveat where you live. So all of a sudden, the Steeler fan that lives down here, Steelers are probably a pretty bad example. Let's say the Browns fan that lives down here and doesn't get to see the Browns. Well, if they're streaming, it it doesn't matter that they're not in the Cleveland market. Could crush DirecTV. Could crush Comcast. I mean, we talk about the cord cutting from an ESPN standpoint. This is just another evolution of the cord cutting. Yahoo's got the Thursday night games. Why do I need... TV. That that's what this is. This is wondering, you know, with the bundling of cable and, and these things, how can these individual companies, the Twitters and whomever in Yahoo, not just monetize it but take it away from others? So is this a big story? I in the media world, I mean, from ten to noon today, I thought Twitter was on fire. Amongst media members, I mean, they like had to, they stopped their greatest college basketball game, greatest championship game, all that stopped for two hours, and then they just you know talked about the NFL and Twitter and what this means, and they took less money than maybe they could have, but the fact that they're going through Twitter and it shows that the NFL, which isn't necessarily you know been the the edgiest, most out there in terms of the internet can now, you know, in a way become, you know, even the hot, it, trendy thing, you know, on the internet. It's all about the cord cutting, David. I I think the NFL is starting to line themselves up, and you're going to see other leagues do it. Because I think at some point they all wonder, when are people done with their their cable? How do we still get... Except, you know, in the article that I'm reading... They're looking at this for one reason and one reason only. The millennials. They're putting their faith in what this is down the road of keeping and going to that audience. All right, Chris, talk to me here. Is this going to change your viewing habits any? No. No, as long as it's, as long as I'm given the option, you can punch in channel whatever and watch it there or you can go through your Yahoo app on your smart TV and pull it up that way. I'll go through the cable. Force of habit, I think. Um, but I could see it when they, if they ever get to the point where they stream how many games on a Sunday? 16 or 14 games on a Sunday? 13, I guess, when you take away Sunday night football. When you get to the point where they stream all 13 of those games, that might pull me away from the red zone. Boy, I don't see it. I know. Let me ask you this question. When HDTVs came out, did you go get one right away, or did you say I can deal with not having one for a long time? Well, I wanted one, but I couldn't afford it. I'll be honest. No, no, no. I knew it was actually part of the reason why I got out of local television. I knew that, you know, I mean, I'm not a good-looking guy, and I was getting older, and I was gaining weight, and I'm like, oh, this this is not going to be good for me. And, no, so I, I no, knew, no, no, and, and I mean, we did, you know, when I say we, I was with Waterman Broadcasting at the time in ABC7, the Buccaneer Super Bowl, okay, and we made a big deal. It was the first one being offered in HD, and we did a big event over at Alico Arena with a big HD screen and and the whole deal. And, and it, you know, it was noticeable, the difference. In fact, you and I were having the discussion, you were still with the Blades, and we were talking about, boy, is this going to be for hockey? 
because what was the biggest complaint about hockey? You couldn't follow the puck. puck. And now here we are, HD TV. And, you know, following the puck was not nearly the problem. No, and I told you, watch it. Now, I will say, and I did have a few people tweet and text that they had the same problem I did with the FGCU Michigan stream. Because by and large, this year when I watched the streams, I was blown away. And how good I, it was. When I used to watch streams, it was terrible. And now I'm watching them going, oh, man. And you, I know you watched a few North Carolina games this year because well, they that, were ESPN3 games because they're on that local Raycom package. The NFL, uh, the the Jags. Yes. Bills, was it last year? On that game was, I sat on my couch and watched the whole thing on my cell phone. It was spectacular quality. So I think while you you don't see it, I get it. I don't think you and I saw Facebook becoming what it was. I don't think you and I saw Twitter becoming what it was when it was out. No doubt. So I, I and I don't think it's aimed at us. And David, it may not put it this way. This may not take hold until the middle of next decade. This could be ten, fifteen years away. But more and more people are obviously cutting the cord. Yeah, we, we see the numbers. But are they sports fans? Well, but the other thing is it's cutting the cord, but it's not cutting out the NFL. No. And that's what the, that's what the NFL's doing here. This is not about, this is the NFL saying, all right, how do we keep the millennials who are cutting the cord interested or giving them access to our sport? And that's what I see this. I see this as a, and they made a little money. It's ten million. It's come on. Oh no, no, it's it's it's, 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 it's a tip. It's, it's tip it's, money. It's for a the piece NFL. of bubble gum. I, it really is. It's it's a bubble gum to the NFL. Thirteen billion last year. Twelve billion. Yeah, thirteen and a half. Yeah. yeah. Right. And baseball's nine. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. It's the eight hundred pound gorilla football, but baseball's nine billion annually. They also have local TV deals. Well, and that's how it is, $9 billion, yeah. but, you know. And here, Tavern on the Bay text line. This is a huge story, guys, because I cut the cord over a year ago, and things just keep getting better and better for me, and paying for cable is becoming more and more ridiculous. And while the last part of what he says I understand, I can't get over that part of it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm addicted. I have an addiction. It's sports on television. My name's Mark, and I have a problem. Because it's funny, because I've actually just started the discussion with a friend of mine about could I get rid of ESPN, which sounds crazy for a sportscaster, but could I get rid of ESPN? And now, you know, in my you're case... You're an unusual thing. For the next... you're, go- you're going on Saturdays during college football. Correct. If you didn't work with... The SEC on CBS, this would be the most laughable discussion in the world. Because you couldn't serve, you'd have to go out every Saturday. Or watch a lot of Pac-12 football. Or just somehow, some way, catch up via Twitter and the internet on my phone and my computer. David, you use a line all the time on the show. That's why we watch. You don't ever say, that's why we read tweets. No, I know. I mean, could you imagine following that game last night on Twitter and not seeing that? No, I couldn't. Thank you. Did you read the Marcus Page shot? <laughs> <laughs> this guy on Tavern of the Bay text line. Sports That's a great are the line. biggest reason people can't cut the cord. I could not agree more. 
And this one says we use the Sunday ticket app on PlayStation to watch Bears games, and the quality was terrible, constant buffering. And to that, the FGCU Michigan women's game did that to me, and I was honked off. I did have to go to Twitter because I'm now missing it, and I'm following. That's interesting. I'm following Dana and Seth and the women's basketball team, which I all follow on Twitter just to get updates because the last minute and a half, I didn't see much of, and I was, I was honked because I'd invested. And it's one thing if I don't care, and I, if I didn't watch whatever, if I turned it on, it didn't come on. But when I've invested an hour and a half, and now we're getting to the part where it's good, and it looked like Michigan was going to lose, which you wanted to see. Oh. I always want to see that. <laughs> I'll also say this, the NFL going this streaming route and other sports doing it, it makes life on the guys trying to watch football all day Sunday, it makes it a l- little bit easier. When your wife's complaining because she wants you to go go out for 30 minutes to wherever. And when pick you, something up or just... When uh, you sit down, when you... Get the the grocery cart. You can pull it up right there on your phone and just set it down. It it will make it a lot easier, and so you're not a couch potato all day. Or you can surrender control of the television. You could be sitting in the living room together. Only she has control of the TV in theory, and you could just have it right there on your phone. I mean, I'm not saying do that all the time, but <laughs> if you have to, you know. <laughs> uh. Because I will say last night, my wife's not a basketball She's a sports fan. She's not a basketball fan. Never has been. Likes hockey, likes football, likes baseball. And I'm into the game. She came out. She just gave me a kiss. I'm going to go in the bedroom and watch one of my shows. That's why we have the DVR. Knock yourself out because this TV ain't changing. I don't know which part is giving me more entertainment. The fact the fact that he's 25 part or the fact that, you know, you're, you've been married how long? A couple years? Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. I, I don't know which... Part of, you know, being a 50 year old guy going up on 20 years of marriage. I'm trying to figure out which part that, you know, just brings me more laughter, more joy. Ah, I remember when. Miller and Moulton. Well, you guys are going to have to help me with this, obviously. I'm, I'm, well, you know, I'm and, old and, non-technology no. guy who's trying, but right now I can't see the forest from the trees. And with David, this one. I don't know if we ever have to help you. That's the thing. I don't know if we ever have to help me. But, you know, Junior's only 10 years older than my son. They're the ones that have no problem watching everything on their phone. I had trouble watching that golf video. I told I had to get the iPad on. It's too damn small. <laughs> it's delightful, isn't it? It is. I watched it on my phone. It's better on a bigger screen. I'm sure it would have been, but my <laughs> big screen doesn't have sound in here. And it looked like the audio You need the audio. Really you good. need the and audio. It was. <laughs> 337-ESPN, 337-3776. The NFL going to Twitter for Thursday night football. Will it make a difference for you? We'll take your calls and more of your texts on the Tavern on the Bay text line. But right now we have $50 to stir crazy. Coconut Point Mall to the ninth caller, 337-ESPN, 337-3776. $50 stir crazy. The Coconut Point Mall. It's our way of saying thanks for listening. Miller and Moulton on 99.3 ESPN. Miller and Moulton, 99.3 ESPN. 99.3 ESPN.com, the 99.3 ESPN app. Red Sox beat the Indians in their season opener 6-2.
And the Astros with two outs in the ninth lead the Yankees in New York 5-3. Love it. We got a text having on the Bay text line talking about the whole cord cutting, watching games on the phone and things of that nature. Chris says, love it, Chris. I shopped like that the other day, and I'm a soccer dad who shows the other dads the game, and they won't watch like me nonstop. One called me out. I'm a good dad. Trust me. She has five adult siblings. But I'm still that guy, basically. <laughs> That's great. Well, our sales manager was telling me, we were kind of just talking about phones and some of our business dealings. Because we have a lot of media properties or a lot of digital properties that we deal with. And he's like, he goes, come on, these soccer fields, football fields, when I'm there with my kid? He goes, all the parents do is all they're at practice. Not so much at the games. He says, practice? Practice? Parents just, they're all there dropping off their kids. They're not watching practice. Moms are sitting there playing Candy Crush on their phones, and their dads are probably on Twitter or watching a game. So is this NFL on Twitter a big story for you, starting with Thursday night football? 337 ESPN, 337-3776. And it's now final in the Bronx. The Astros beat the Yankees 5-3. No! Well, you know, they can only go 161-1. I'm sure they will. Astros on the well, they're on their way now. Uh oh. We'll I've, our... I've already written out all my baseball picks. Do I have to change? See, that's the beauty of you know one or two baseball games. It doesn't affect you the way it does you know one college or pro football result. If you were to make your season preview and prognostications, you you can't do it with even a game in the bank. Because it just totally alters our thinking. Whether it should or not, it's a different story. Speaking of which, we'll, uh, we'll do kind of our baseball preview and our picks coming up next hour. 337 ESPN's hour number. Obviously, we've spent a lot of time talking about the national championship game. Junior just starting to get some color back in his face. He didn't like the first couple hours of the show. And I don't know, you know, I got a, a Seth from the Newspest who, who listens all the time and, and will tweet occasionally because you were saying, you know, great, is it the greatest game ever? And I, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of trying to no compare. I just, yep, it was a great game, and it's one of the greatest games I've ever seen in the NCAA finals. Kept you up I, for another two hours. I don't, yeah, I mean, literally, I was wired after the game. I was ready to fall asleep with eight minutes left, going, how am I going to make it to? Maybe I'll have a beer now because I'm not even at all tired. Maybe this will help me get to sleep. I don't really do the milk thing that late. But Seth had tweeted, and he says, there's been equally great or greater finals, but no greater ending. That was it. Caliber of page shot plus the counter, magic. It's a great tweet. And and I, I don't know how you could find a better ending to a game. I don't. Well, Especially since, obviously, because you had tit for tat. You know, like we've had great plays that, you know, have won even championship games. But in the last five seconds also, you know, we haven't had two great plays that at least we can recall. Now, obviously, Leitner and the Duke-Kentucky game, but that was a region final. Right, and I remember a Michigan State-Kentucky game that I think was a region final that was... The game where the ball rolled around the rim. Yes. Unbelievable basketball game. Right. Kentucky got that shot to go in to force overtime and Sparty won. But that wasn't 
Right. That was a region final. Right. And that was a terrific game. But with everything there. Now, I'll say it was, what, two years ago that Kentucky, just the dagger against Wisconsin. I mean, they traded great shot at great shot. I mean, that was a spectacular ending of that game in the semis, though. It was a semi because then I think Kentucky advances to the final and gets beat, I think, by UConn. But so I don't like I don't like those lists. But I, I could you have had a better two and a half hours last night? No. Plus, I think I mean, watching most, sports that is. Plus, most people's expectations were much lower. Because Saturday was so uneventful. And both games were, I mean, the one was a colossal blowout and the other, North Carolina had their way with And there was, I think, like 10 I mean, how many, like in the last minute and a half, there was 10, 12 points scored of that game last night? Yeah. I mean, North Carolina did the last couple of minutes was scoring every time down and Villanova was trying to hold them off at the line and, because at one point, pretty, and I want to say there might have been a minute or a minute ten left. It was seventy to sixty-nine, Nova, and because I had picked the score seventy-one seventy Carolina, I'm just kind of sitting there by myself, going, I "Think they could actually miss a couple?" And there's a shot at this, and I laughed. But what's even, uh, to me, more tremendous, and I guess it's because I'm a degenerate. The over/under was one forty-nine, which was seventy-six seventy-three based on what the point spread was. Now, they had the wrong, the other team winning, but what was the final of that game last night? 77-74. Right. That, to me, that's the part of it that I just sit there and go, huh? With six points in the last four and a half seconds to cover. Right. To go over. To go over. Right. <laughs> and obviously, once Paige hit the shot, the game it was, was going over. You know, unless, you know, there was a crazy foul on the final play and the Nova player only hits one free throw. And then it depends on whether or not you got the over at 149 or 149 and a half. So there's so many things. You had you had brother versus brother in that game. Yes. I mean, and they basically didn't talk in between the semifinal and the final. They they you know they knew it was going to be you know a really big deal obviously, but they just said you know hey we'll. We'll do our own thing, and we'll obviously have plenty of time afterwards. Yeah, now the one from Nova said, I'll just put my hand on the table with the ring on it. There were brothers playing last night? Who? I believe believe they were. Guardianship. Yeah. Oh. Okay, not. No, they didn't have the same last name. Okay. Okay, but, but they are, you know. There are brothers. Uh, Britt, Nate Britt and, and Jenkins. I did not know that. Nope. I was on dad duty up until tip last night. You know, you got to pay your dues. Well, especially since you're heading to Augusta, to, what, late tomorrow? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. Surprised you even got the TV last night. So if I leave here at six, plane leaves at seven fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jenkins was adopted by Britt's family when he was eleven. Yeah, I don't know how how often you break the ring out at the 
at the at the family table there. You know, if Britt won, he could. But when Tom Hagen wins, it's a little tougher. <laughs> right. You probably get one day a year. You know. All right, today's ring day. Today's ring day. You can do whatever you want. He's playing with my brother. Dad took him home. He's been with us ever since. Three three seven ESPN three three seven three seven seven six. I listen. I'm not a greatest. You know, I love putting things in a historical context, and I and I love being able to maybe remind all of us of well, you know, there was this one just a few years ago, and one just a few years before that, but. You know, to me, what's good is, is that we're beginning to reestablish really good championship games again. Uh, we've had some really good ones now. I, not every damn year, you know, but we've had some really good games now. We've had far more really good games than not. Last year was a good game. Duke, Wisconsin? Yes. It was a close game. Yeah. Throughout. A, a terrific game. I mean, really the only, off the top of my head, the only dog, you know, that, UConn Butler game where nobody could score. I mean, that was just, you know, the Duke Butler game was intense and close and terrific. But, you know, the next year when Butler went back, I mean, the UConn Butler game was just a slog. Well, let me ask you this question. And I know your answer will be it was terrible for it, but was this good for college basketball? Was a non-Power 5 team... Yes. I don't think it's good for TV ratings, to be honest with you, because we like Blue Bloods on television. We like Kentucky Duke. We like North Carolina, Indiana. Those are the things that we like on TV. But I'm with you, David. I think that was a a good day for college basketball uh, for the non-Power 5 conferences. Well, I think two things that happened. First off, you know there were a couple guys for Carolina who stuck around who didn't necessarily have to. And then I know we don't think of that with guys on North Carolina, but you know, they, they, Page and Johnson, you know, four year guys. And, and they came back. And, and Page actually, this was one of his worst years. It was his terrific postseason, yeah. but you know, one of his worst seasons. And when you're Bryce Johnson and you're that big, you're probably going to be a first round pick anytime you declare for the draft. It's just a matter of where in the first round. And obviously, you know, Nova's got a bunch of guys. I think only one of Nova's top eight was, you know, they do the rivals and the scout and all that, was in their top 25 at their position coming out of high school. One. And obviously they had a bunch of seniors and upperclassmen. So I think it's, you had experienced teams. We seem to like, you know, it fits the narrative of the non-one-and-dones. And in Villanova's case, you know, it's been 30 plus years and, you know, they're, they're now in that you know, conference that we, you know, you're not really you know, what you used to be. And you know, a bunch of guys who, quite frankly, I don't know how many of these guys will ever see a day in the NBA. Now, that doesn't mean they can't earn a really good living overseas or, or maybe they'll try to earn a living in the NBA and make it to the D League and all that. We'll say I want to find out what that big fella for Villanova. I mean, that, that little, his little spin moves, his touch on the glass was. He's uh, a man. He's a, he's a nice player. He's got some nice offensive moves. I think it was a really good day for college basketball. 
No, I I agree with you. And it certainly established Jay Wright as the guy that Kentucky has to go get when John Calipari leaves. I didn't realize I saw something this morning. They all, you know, what the the what ifs, what would have been. He turned down the Rutgers job. Oh yes. Oh, uh, trust no. me. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Oh yes. He was at Hofstra, and both and Nova and Rutgers both ran after him at the same time. And he said, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna go to Villanova." Oh yeah. So you were aware of that? Oh yes. Did you think about that at all last night? No, I actually rooted for Nova. I understand. I didn't ask who you rooted for. Did you think about at any point during after the game when they won it? Did you go? Because you that's you're a Rutgers guy. If there's a team no, that you root for, you root for Rutgers, even though you really shouldn't in my eyes because they. Well, my mother what, says this all the time. Why do you root you? for them? They they didn't even accept you they, into their school. They, they waiting no, no, listed no. you. It's not that they rejected you. Yes, they did. It, Repeatedly. I mean, when you asked a girl out on a date and she said no, did you just keep asking? Well, it depends. If it was Noreen Ziegler, yes. But everyone else, no. And, and, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, Rutgers was my Noreen Ziegler. I don't know. She's your uh, great white buffalo. (laughs) Just, you know. Anyway. Noreen Ziegler. Yep. Hey, everybody's got one. You know. My wife says there's this guy that finally uh, gave up chasing after her in high school and dedicated foreigners cold as ice to her on the radio. Wow. Yes, I agree. It's got game right there. You can draw that type of ire. Okay. So I didn't think of it once last night, but I have thought about it about 412 times over the last 15 years. Well, because, you know, there's all these schools in which finally they get the right coach. And 15 years later, we all go, how come this school was never good before? This seems so natural. And now that, you know, we talk a lot of football and we're getting into recruiting and multiple sports and all that. I mean, New Jersey is the top 10 state for football and basketball talent in the country. Top 10 state. I know. I didn't believe you when you first told me that. And, and I, la- I actually right. like when you said it. My first reaction was to start laughing. Yeah, you're crazy. And and then you start looking it up and go, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and so it makes you think, really? They can't find and now it's like, wait a minute, they couldn't find, can they get a football or a basketball coach? I mean, you know, basically they're a poor man's LSU. I mean, LSU's it. You know, there are other schools in Louisiana, well just like there's a lot of small schools in New Jersey. But I mean, LSU's the big dog. And for the longest time in the late 80s and into the 90s, and LSU wasn't as good as they should have been. And that's why people in Louisiana were like, how the heck can we not be good? we got talent here. You know, people in Georgia are saying that now. You know? Been saying it for a while in Georgia. Miller and Moulton. 99.3 ESPN. We'll look ahead to the Masters tomorrow. And talk a little football with Pat Kerwin here on Miller and Moulton, 99.3 ESPN, 99.3 ESPN.com and the 99.3 ESPN app. Dave Tollette will join us in about 40 minutes, 6.30 tonight, FGCU and the Miami Hurricanes in college baseball. Miami, the number two team in the country, according to most polls, number three and a couple others. Gators are number one, have been pretty much every day 
this year, except for one weekend. In fact, they won like 20-something in a row at, at one point. So Florida and Miami. How many Florida schools are going to end up? Well, in Florida all, State's in the top ten, too. Say, are we gonna, I mean, and, is it the possibility of three Florida schools in Omaha? And it's either, I think it's FAU that's also ranked. I think you have four Florida schools ranked. And FGCU, I actually read up because we have to let on. I mean, they're not anywhere near a top 40, but they've received a vote or two here before this latest skid. They'd had a cut. I mean, because they'd beaten. And they were picked to finish second in their conference. And obviously, you win the conference, you go to the tournament. USF has received votes already this them. year. Yes. So, well, Florida, I think, had five teams in the women's college basketball tournament. And it. I don't think it would shock most people in college baseball if they have no. at least five, at least five. Right, but I said, I mean, is it possible the big three all end up in Omaha? Yeah, well, they're all in the top ten right, right. now. Right. They're top nine. They're... Right. I mean, it, right now they would all darn near host their super regionals. David, something just happened at the end of that last segment there. <laughs> That's really not happened since since Chris has been with us. At least once a show, you or I, probably usually me, make some sort of a movie reference, and I think we've had three today. And a little, I threw a little Godfather out there a second ago. We had our Goodwill Hunting, but he came back with this great white buffalo, and you and I just kept carrying on and didn't really pay much attention. But right, where, where's that from? Hot Tub Time Machine. Very funny movie. You guys got to watch it. Who's in it? Hot. Oh no! Tub, it's actually, time and I remember uh, the previous uh, John Cusack. Cusack's in it. Yeah, Cusack's I mean, it's, in no, it. No, it's actually the cast, and I've never I've seen forty seconds of it, but it's one of those movies, and I it, I've yeah. never seen it, so I, I'm, I'm going to watch it from the beginning. The Craig first Robinson, time. he's in the office. Right. Funny, he's in it. So, the Great White Buffalo is the one that the, the that, one that got away in high school, right, or college, or yeah, from whatever. back in the day. The gotcha. One that got away. That's a great. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I remember. I remember the previews to the movie. It's about. It's like what they they get twenty ten. Yeah, they get in a hot tub and, and it, it turns into a time, time machine. It's pretty self explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a Cusack movie. Hmm. Yeah. I, okay. Well, he can go silly. I mean, I think, he can go serious, but I, was gonna say, I think his funny is usually kind of smart funny, but yeah. but that's all right. Hey, everybody needs a payday. Yeah, this isn't that. No, and it it never looked it. I have to be <laughs> honest. Once you saw the title, you kind of ruled out any smart funny at all. This this just looks like silly, stupid humor. And I I'm not knock like it's not one of those where I'm giving you grief for. No, no, this isn't. We'll say though. Seen it. Had a few textures on the tavern on the bay text line. Right there with him. Oh, yeah. All over the hot tub movie there. Saying, hey, good reference. And those two old guys, they well, missed yeah. it. Right over their heads. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, sir. Yes, it hit the ESPN banner behind us and just fell to the ground. Basically an inside the park home run. Totally changed Since his mood. Baseball over. Season. I got it. Totally changed his mood over there. All right. He's smiling. His, yeah, he's smiling. He's got his hat on backwards now. We're we gonna figured talk. it out. Grilled cheese and hot tub time machines. The only thing that's made him happy today. Nice Friday night. 